and obviously I'm a trans woman living in Nigeria, which is like, like it's, it's a crazy navigation. When we are going in desert, we walk for good six hours. My leg was trapped. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lay of the Land. A healthy, balanced diet is so important for everyone. But let's be honest, we all slip from time to time. That's why I think nutritionists play an important role in our society, helping to guide us with advice that we need. Now, everyone's body is different, so nutritionists often tailor plans and advice to suit you and your specific needs. My guest on the podcast today is Mazino Malaka a certified nutritionist who is passionate about restoring bodies, and she's here to tell us all the do's and don'ts. My name is Mazino Malaka. I am a certified holistic nutritionist. Um, we do mostly hormone imbalances, dealing with that predominantly, dealing with chronic fatigue, um, everything to do with your body, your mind, but not from a symptom level, but from a root cause level. So the beauty of holistic nutritionists and what we do as a house, um, I own a company called Librada Nutrition and Librada prioritizes three different forms of medicine. We use Chinese medicine, holistic medicine, and also science-based medicine. So we have a team of dietitians, holistic nutritionists, and wellness professionals. All of us work together to not just deal with what you can see, but the reasons why your body is behaving how it is. So yeah, Interesting. And why did you choose those three particular routes? You said Chinese medicine, holistic medicine, and science-based, right? I think it gives a very holistic, (laughs) you know, view of the body. Science-based medicine sometimes misses things that, like, for example, the mind, sleep, those things are not really regarded in science-based medicine. Whereas like when it comes to holistic medicine, rest is very important. We look at stress, we look at cortisol levels and so on. So yeah, the three of them really gives us a good view of the human body. Amazing. Before I get into all of these selfish questions, um, (laughs) quick question on why you decided to become a nutritionist. Yeah. So I'm actually a lawyer um, and I transitioned in 2019. I just had a thought, okay, I used to be size 16. Why don't I tell everybody how I've lost all this weight? (laughs) Join my club. (laughs) So I I just thought to myself, I had had lost the weight for about five years then. So I was like, okay, I've kept it off. It's not a fad. I haven't just like done a yo-yo diet thing. And then I was like, I want to actually know how I did this, the science behind it, and how I can help other people to do the same. So it really was just out of need. Um, Everything that I had learned about nutrition up until then was just hearsay. I wanted to actually have solid knowledge. So from law, I just diverted into nutrition and wellness and Yeah, I've never looked back. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's the difference between you and me already. (laughs) If anyone asks me how I lost weight, I cannot even remember. Really? (laughs) I swear I woke up one day and I'd gone from being a 14, 16 to being an 8. Yeah. And it was like, what the hell? We're both tall girls. So I was a 14, 16 Mm -hmm. as well. So you won't see it. You won't see it. Yeah. Exactly. You get on the scales and it's like, whoo. Exactly. (laughs) You are what you eat. How, How valid is that statement? 
Mm, it's valid, but it's not very valid, right? So I think you can be what you eat. So if I'm eating a lot of fatty foods, I can get very fat. However, there are people who eat a lot of fatty foods and it doesn't look like they've added anything on. So you are in a physical sense, no. But in an internal sense, yes, you most definitely are what you eat. Your body will respond to the nutrients or lack thereof in your body. And then I guess whatever happens after, you have to deal with the repercussions. So I guess externally, not so much. But internally, yes, you are what you eat. When it comes to Nigerian food in particular, mm. there are mixed opinions on how healthy our cuisine is. Yes. Personally, I think we have some of the healthiest food, just oh, yeah. made unhealthy sometimes. What What are your thoughts? I think Nigerian food is very healthy. I think the way we cook it is the issue, right? So if, for example, in my village, people's diet consists of very few things, right? They eat boiled plantain and pepper soup in the morning. In the afternoon, they have yam and maybe pepper soup again. Then in the evening, they have starch and soup. The only oil that they know to use is palm oil, right? Those people live very long and wholesome lives. On the flip side, if I'm cooking jollof rice with sunflower oil, vegetable oil, whatever oil, even canola that they say is healthy but is really bad for you, yeah, um, then it's going to be unhealthy, right? So I think that it's not so much our foods on a very like simple level are quite healthy. Yams, plantains, potatoes, um, cassava, all really good things. However, if you do cook it in a certain way, then yeah, it loses all its nutritional benefits. Palm oil. My mom always used to say that, that palm oil is far healthier than any other oil that they're putting on the markets yeah. out there, but they, they just want to ruin the market oh, for yeah. palm oil. What What is the truth around palm, palm oil? Palm oil is fantastic for you. Of course, too much of anything will make you sick, right? Um, but palm oil on a very like nutrients, minerals level is really good for you. Um, what happened with palm oil is there was a whole propaganda surrounding palm oil with Nutella, right? So Nutella had competitors who wanted to damn the brand and they started saying that African palm oil is dangerous, right? The issue, however, is the palm oil that is in Nutella it was heavily processed. So there's palm oil and then there's palm oil, yeah. right? Palm oil is, is the real stuff. You also have the fake stuff. A good way to test palm oil is to check the color, right? If it's overly red, that's probably not the real stuff but palm oil on its own is fantastic has a lot of benefits and is also has fermentation benefits as well amazing i remember when i think yeah it was last year i went to i went to this um forest in mm. austrian states and they produced palm oil there and i swear to you the best palm oil I've yeah. ever had. I was like, just give me the bottles. Let oh, me take yeah. it back home. Still got it at home. Mm. Really, really good stuff. And, and you, you can, can taste the difference. Yes, exactly. And I was like, okay, so this is proper, this is the real stuff. proper palm oil. Now, we're always told that breakfast is the most important meal of the mm. day. I'm guilty. I don't eat breakfast. It, I don't know. I eat twice a day and then maybe a snack later on. But I just, I've never been a breakfast person. Yeah. Um, is it really the most important meal of the day and why? So breakfast is really means break your fast, right? The body is in a fasted state up until you eventually eat. So whenever you do decide to have break your fast, that is your breakfast, right? Some people do well eating very early. 
Some people don't. Some people don't because their blood sugar is affected, right? Especially if you have diabetes in your family or you notice um, you get an extreme high and then it drops right after breakfast. You might not want to have breakfast as quickly as other people do. But if you're going to lift in the gym, you're going to um, burn calories quite early, definitely you should be having breakfast. But if you're not having breakfast at 12, I eat at 12 every day is completely fine. You just decide when you're going to break your fast. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I feel better. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of young people on the go um, may not be able to meet, to eat, sorry, three square meals a day. Yeah. Firstly, is three meals a day really necessary? It's not. And I say this because three meals, um, if you look at the origin of you eating three meals, it is a Western um, ideology, right? No one has to eat three meals in a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's even a lot. You know, the monks even advise us to not eat three meals a day because it makes you sluggish depending on what you're eating and can lead to overeating, right? If you teach people how to eat what they need rather than force them to eat at every given moment of the day yeah maybe they'll be better off so you don't have to eat three meals but you do have to eat good nutrient dense meals at every given time you get to eat so when you say nutrient dense meals we're talking here i guess about a balanced diet oh yeah but I don't know. I personally find it hard in every meal to make sure that every meal is balanced. Am I alone in this room? (laughs) Okay, I'm not alone in this room. Like, for example, I can have like rice stew and plantain, Mm. but I don't think about like chucking some peas on the side. You know what I mean? And then I feel guilty. I'm like, I haven't got like, I don't have enough greens in me. How do we we approach this mental battle between what we eat and feeling like we're not doing the wrong thing? So... If I gave you a plate right now, if we could all just picture a plate, half of that plate should be vegetables, right? And I'm not just talking just dump lettuce on your plate. I'm talking like as colorful as you can make it. If you have onions, put some onions. If you have red bell peppers, put some red bell peppers. If you have lettuce, carrots, just dump it all there. That's half of your plate. Now, a quarter of your plate is supposed to be Um, your carbs. So this could be rice, it could be potatoes, whatever else, right? And then I guess the next quarter should then be your protein. So if it's plant-based, maybe you have some chickpeas, if chickpeas, beans, um, tofu, whatever it is. But if you're having animal-based protein, then some grilled chicken. Fantastic. Now, a thumb should be healthy fats, right? You should, and by that I'm talking some avocados, some olive oil, some nuts or some seeds. And that plate is your balanced diet, right? Half the plate, quarter, quarter, and then a smidge of of healthy fats. If you have that in your mind constantly, that is the best view of a healthy diet. You see, let me explain my plate to you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my plate is probably half carbs. Yes. (laughs) And then a quarter protein. Mm -hmm. Actually, to be fair, I'd say like five over eight vegetables and then three over Mm. eight protein. Okay. That's not balanced, is it? It's not balanced. (laughs) I was going to say it's not bad, but actually I shouldn't say that. Okay. We could be doing a, a lot better. And I think the thing about vegetables 
is variety, right? I always tell my clients to garden their gut. Gardening your gut literally means eating as colorful and as flamboyant as you can with vegetables. Why vegetables get boring is because you'll dump a whole bowl of broccoli on your plate and think it will excite you. No, I'll do some broccoli. I'll put some carrot. I'll put some um, red bell peppers or orange, whatever it is. And just the color should give you a nice little garden that's yeah. going into your belly. So yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I need help because yes. yeah, my diet doesn't seem that balanced at all. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> now, one thing I've always wanted to ask is to do with juices mm. because I listened to a nutritionist once mm. and I wanted to cry. Oh, I love yeah. drinking juices. Mm-mm-mm. But I hear that drinking a whole bottle of orange juice is equivalent in sugar to drinking a whole bottle of Coke. Maz, please tell me that's not true. Um, it's not true, right? I, yes, it's a lot of sugar on both ends, but to equate it to Coke is, is I think it's completely wrong. Orange juice doesn't have the chemicals that Coke has. It doesn't have the amount of gas that you would get out of Coke. Well, depends if you have acid reflux, then maybe you do get the same level of gas. The thing about juicing and the juicing industry in Nigeria is huge. I I actually want to carry out research to find out what has happened over the past few years. But juicing has been seen as a replacement for a bad diet, right? So some people will eat really poorly and then they will have some orange, pineapple, strawberry, and and blueberry juice or smoothie and think that that's outdoing their bad diet, right? The issue with all of this is that it, this is a lot of sugar one and it is going to wreak havoc on insulin in the body, right? So all this yo-yoing of, oh my God, I have a lot of energy and then I crash will happen if you have juices that don't have the adequate amount of vegetables to fruit ratio in it. Actually, more vegetables to fruit. Because, so green juices are better. Yes, green juices will always be better. I I tend to always avoid any juices that just have fruits in it. So what about this? I'm drinking one with carrot, pineapple, orange, and mint leaves. Not awful. Could be better. <laughs> um, I would add one more vegetable to that. I would maybe add some spinach, right? Yeah. Then you have something a bit more hearty because the amount of sugar that's being compressed out of these juices, you're losing the fiber and all you're getting is really the sugar, right? So you should want something that will balance it a bit more. And do you still get the the vitamins that you need to get with drinking juices? Yes, you do. So it's it's not like juicing is bad. It's just one of those everything in moderation kind exactly. of things. Exactly. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Now, you create nutrition plans for women around our cycles, which mm-hmm. I think is really, really cool. Um, tell us more about that. So yes, we have four different phases in our hormone cycles. You have the luteal phase, you have the menstrual phase, ovulation, um, And in each phase, the body craves different things, right? So when you're in your menstrual phase, of course, the body is craving high sugar foods, but you need to not feed it that because what will happen is your PMS symptoms will increase fatigue that you already experience naturally during your menstrual phase will increase as well. What you should be feeding yourself in those times is high protein meals, um, a lot less sugar, even when it comes to fruits. Things like pineapples, have in moderation, prioritizing more antioxidant-based fruits like berries. So every 
phase of our cycle requires different things. Some phases require more healthy fats than others. Some require a lot more protein than others. Some require you to not eat as many fried potatoes and fried chicken as you normally would. Um, so we look into what each woman needs at every given time. And it's not just in terms of nutrition. Also, when it comes to working out as a woman in different phases of your cycle, you shouldn't be exerting as much energy as you would the other phases. Have you ever noticed the burst of energy you feel the week after your period? Yes. It's like you're a brand new human being. Yeah, it's all I never thought of that, but yes. Yeah, but then the week before, you're dying. Yeah. You have no energy. You just want to sleep. So we teach you how to listen to not just your body, but your hormones and what they need. Because a little imbalance in your hormones will disrupt your entire day. And... I mean, you've had several clients and even though you, you have these particular plans, I'm sure yeah. for every client, you still have to specify it. Oh, yes. What is that like as a nutritionist dealing with so many different diets and different types of people? <laughs> mm, it's a lot of fun. I think I'm always, I always go into programs thinking, what am I going to find out about this client today? So I have a client recently that um, she didn't realize that she was gluten sensitive right and I said to her on our first session I think you have a gluten sensitivity and she was like no I eat pasta all the time and I'm completely fine um I'm never gonna cut off pasta I love pasta and I was just like yeah I'm telling you you have a sensitivity to gluten now in our last session of the program last week she goes yeah I have a gluten sensitivity (laughs) so it's 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 always a lot of fun just learning how Our body's biology is so different. Some people, I could recommend broccoli to them. And because of the excess fiber and something like broccoli, they can't take it. So then we have to guard in their guts, really deal with what's going on on the insides. And then a few weeks after we contested again, how do you feel now you're having broccoli. Now we've dealt with what's going on in your body. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very... It's very personalized what we do. That's why we never rush through with the client. We really have to focus on not just what we think is happening, but what actually is happening to you. And this is why personalized plans are important for a healthy lifestyle, because we all have different bodies and nutritionists take time out to figure out what is best for you and only you. And by tailoring plans, nutritionists play a huge role in helping people to avoid several health issues, including autoimmune diseases and heart conditions. Yeah, I'm definitely in that boat of I can't do without pasta. Like that's my favorite food. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. having to go one week without eating pasta. And I can't imagine having to go one week without eating rice. And the thing, I think the best feeling or the best um, thing that happened is when I found out that there's no gluten in rice. Oh yeah, don't worry. And I was like, wait, so I can eat as much rice as I want. You're good. So even white rice. Yeah, there's no gluten in white rice. So like it's not unhealthy in your diet. So the issue with white rice is... It's unnatural, right? Rice in its most natural state is brown, right? So when you want to turn make white rice, you have to turn brown rice into white rice. And that process, that chemical process, is what makes white rice sometimes harmful in overconsumption, right? So there's nothing wrong with rice. Brown rice is fantastic. 
um, or fada rice is fantastic. But brown rice and stew with plantain, it's not the same. No, it's not the same, but you can grow to like it. Not yeah. love it. Remember, I do love I brown said. rice. Yeah. I actually think it's great. Have you tried basmati brown rice? Yes, I basmati have. Basmati brown rice is fantastic. Basmati brown rice is good. But for me, it's 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 still just not... It doesn't give you that same... I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. It's a thing mental thing. 100%. Because a lot to do with nutrition is yeah. mental. Like oh, yeah, half the time is. you're not even hungry and your brain is telling you yes. you're hungry. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. brain, stop it. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, eat they, now. You know, in nutrition, there's a lot of studies right now trying to see the mind-gut connection. And some nutritionists and dietitians beg to differ. They don't think there's any connection. But we have a pleasure center in the brain, right? The pleasure center is a center where you have cultivated... Um, an idea of what makes you happy when it comes to food. So white rice will not give you the same happiness, satisfaction as brown rice, even if you enjoy the taste of brown brown rice. So you will prefer to eat the white rice because it's just what you're used to and it's what you have akin to mean pleasure yeah. for your belly. And that's completely fine. I think food is not just um, fuel for your body, but it's also cultural and it's also based around love. So if you want to eat your white rice, eat your white rice, you know, you know, but obviously don't eat it every day if you don't have to. But yeah, if you if white rice makes you happy, eat white rice, but obviously balance it with other things as well. How healthy is like amala with they do bigiri and stew? Because I always used to say to everyone, yo, it's diet food. Oh, yeah, no, amala is fantastic for you. Right? Completely fantastic for you. If if there's a food that I would eat every day. It would probably be amala. So if I ate amala like twice or three times a week, like that's good for my diet. Oh yeah, completely. But the issue now is, how is the cook the, the stew being cooked? That's the issue. Because the biggery is fine. The awedu oh, yeah. is fine. Oh yeah. But then if there's too much salt in the stew yes. and too much salt, oil. Salt, oil, if there's fried meat, orishirishu, all these things, yeah. then we have issues. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. And what about pounded yam? Oh, pounded yam is good, but not this poundo stuff yeah. that they do. If you're doing natural pounded yam, then fantastic. Eat not eat as much as you want, but eat it in, in a good, <laughs> decent quality. But yeah, pounded yam is great. Again, this is all very like depends on where you are in terms of your health. Because if this is a di- diabetic patient, I probably wouldn't be recommending them eating a lot of pounded yam. So it depends on who you are and where you are in terms of health. What about women who are pregnant? You know, mm. you always hear pregnant women being told so many different things. Yeah. Oh, don't go near raw foods. Mm. Don't go near um, X and Y fishes because they're high in mercury. Yeah. Don't go near this. Don't go near that. And surely it gets to a point where, where it's like, wait, so are you telling me I just can't eat anything? So do you have certain plans as well? Um, no. So I don't cover um, pre or postnatal nutrition. There are people on the team that do. So just for the sake of <laughs> not talking about something that is not my expertise, I will pass this one. But I think there's a lot of fear mongering for pregnant women and businesses do it to their advantage, right? So they will put women on plans and tell them this is what you're supposed to be eating instead of this. And really, it's not drastically different than what they were eating before. But because you're afraid of not just your health, but the health of the baby, you are going to give in to the fear-mongering. So I would just say to any any woman who's pregnant or trying to get pregnant, don't give in to the fear-mongering. 
obviously eat a well-balanced diet. And yes, there are things you should stay away from. Most definitely raw foods like fish, especially because of mercury. Yeah. But if you're having a cooked salmon, there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, yeah don't give in to the fear-mongering. Yeah, I think when it comes to nutrition as a whole, there's a lot of fear-mongering. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why many of us get scared about our diets. Yeah. Not that you're doing something so wrong, but yeah. it's like, God, am I am I on am I on like the path to cancer? Yeah, with, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And why why do we live in a society that fuels this? Why can't it just be <laughs> it's all money. You know what I mean? It's it's literally all for financial gain. So uh, after COVID or I guess during 2020, the wellness industry experienced the greatest boom it's ever had, right? And people looked at it and said, this is really good. Like people are taking back their health and whatever. But actually what was happening was an obsession with your health. So a lot of people I now deal with are going through orthorexia, which is an obsession with what is healthy and what isn't, right? So it's all for financial benefit. I think we just have to choose not to give into everything. You don't have to buy every supplement on the market. You don't have to buy every green juice that they're giving you. You don't have to subscribe to every meal plan. Just do the basics and do the basics well. Yeah. And it's okay if you want to eat alternatively to what a good diet is as far as your health can take it then, of course. Are there general supplements that we should all try and be on um, mm. after a certain age? Or, yes, yeah. there are. So if you live in a colder climate, you must be taking a vitamin D. Even we who live in Nigeria, how much time do we spend out in the sun? So I take a vitamin D, D supplement every single day. And that's because it's impossible to get, even from food, <laughs> you can't get, you could eat, 10 pieces of fatty fish, right? And still not get the adequate amount of vitamin D that your body needs. So vitamin D most definitely. If you're someone who works really hard, you get exhausted and you deal with fatigue a lot, you most definitely need a vitamin B complex. That helps fatigue. It helps give you energy. Um, every woman should also look into taking collagen after 25, right? You don't have to. If you can afford it, then do. If you can't, don't, don't sweat it. But collagen reduces drastically the elasticity of your skin also the older that you're getting. So collagen definitely should be something that you would consider taking. Now, the number one supplement I recommend for everybody is a probiotic supplement. In the African diet, we tend to not eat any probiotics whatsoever, right? I think the only food, well, there are a few, but palm oil, um, not palm oil, sorry. What has probiotics? Palm wine has probiotics Ooh. in it. Yes. Um, so I guess that's fermented. You could get some from there, but you need a supplement. Your body is your is your immune system rather is 70 to 80% gut. And the only thing your gut gut feeds on is pro and prebiotics. So probiotics are the are the bacteria that your body needs to thrive, right? The prebiotics is what you get out of foods like potatoes and onions that feed the probiotics and give your body the good bacteria it needs to maintain balance or else your body could enter into a state we call dysbiosis so you must take a probiotic supplement it's very important go get your probiotics yes. so i think i'm gonna head straight to the pharmacy yeah, from here yeah. <laughs> i don't think yeah i don't think i've ever taken a probiotic yeah a lot supplement. of people haven't i mean if you if you eat things like kimchi sauerkraut a miso soup 
I love miso soup. Yeah, Greek yogurt that has a good amount of bacteria in it. It should have about 12 different strains of bacteria in it, which a lot of our Greek yogurt doesn't. If you're eating all those foods, then you're fine. But if you're not, you need a probiotic supplement. So there you have it. Maz's advice to you on holistic nutrition. If you're interested in booking an appointment with a nutritionist, you can head to Liberada Nutrition's website, which is liberadanutrition.com. And Liberada is spelled L-I-B-E-R-A-D-A. You can also follow Liberada on social media at Liberada Nutrition. Also, Maz has a podcast too called You Can Rest Here, which you can follow on socials at You Can Rest Here Pod. Anyway, I'm off to garden my gut and maybe add some spinach to my juice. (laughs) I'll be back next week.